Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, outreach of Greater Worship Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos, along with Chippy the Chipmunk. Oh, my adoring fans. Get ready for a huge dose of reality and a huge dose of common sense. You said it, brother. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are nearing the weekend. I hope you all had a fantastic week so far, and I hope that you have a fantastic weekend. I hope you have some plans to do something fun with your family and enjoyable. Also, get a little exercise, get out there in the sun, breathe some fresh air, you know, uh, take in life a little bit, take in nature a little bit, because, well, that's what keeps us moving, that's what keeps us going, keeps us healthy, keeps us whole. Um, today, uh, I have to warn you, ladies and gentlemen, this what I want to talk to you to, to you about. I'm I'm, la- I'm laughing because I already can see myself getting so frustrated and angry. I'm gonna probably be yelling. Don't worry, I won't curse. I don't do that. I might push the envelope a little bit, but I'm not gonna use any cuss words. I'm gonna feel like it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna feel like it because what I want to talk to you a little bit about is this whole concept and idea that's swept through America about defund the police, and I believe. It was at the time when uh, the George Floyd incident took place, and I believe that really, if, if it didn't begin there, it certainly picked up steam because of that, and uh, a lot of people are calling or have been calling for uh, police departments, sheriff's departments to be defunded, meaning not fully stripping them of all their financial help, but uh, at least some of it saying, we don't need all these police out there. There's there's other answers. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it was tried many places, including Los Angeles right here in my own backyard, uh, defunded the police. They took some of their resources and say, we're going to put some unarmed uh, counselors and people out there, community workers, and these types of people that can go and deal with people in a non-hostile way. Everywhere that's been tried, every major city that that's been tried in, the defund the police fiasco, nonsense, garbage, um, uh, has resulted in higher crime. I know, that's so shocking, ladies and gentlemen. You take police off the streets and wouldn't you know it, criminals come out and they do what criminals do. They commit crime. Who would have thought that this would happen? Oh my gosh, who would have thought? Oh my gosh, you know, defund the police. We're just going to put fewer police out there to show the world that we're nice and we're kind and that we're sweet and you won't have all these bad cops out there running around spraying people in the face with pepper spray, hitting them with their nightsticks, shooting them with their guns. You know, no, we don't need any of that in our city. No, no way. We're going to defund you. We're putting you to the side, forcing you to into early retirement. And all the criminals are going to say, Thank you. Now we feel safe. We're not going to commit crime. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. When the criminals know that there's fewer cops out on the street, they're not going to commit crimes because they're going to feel safe. And they're going to want everybody else to feel safe. They're going to stop committing crimes. Uh, Again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm being completely sarcastic. What happened with the defund police? Well, the criminals started taking over. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, more crime is being committed in these cities with the defund police nonsense. Now, I want to read to you some articles. So we're going to do a little bit of reading, and I hope that I can do all of this without going super long. But these are uh, pretty short articles. 
but much needed. Here's an article here, and this is from the Daily Wire. And it, the title of it is, Large Teen Gatherings Are Turning Violent in Chicago. The mayor is upset they're being labeled a mob. So, just you can get a little gist of this story here, that the mayor of Chicago is upset because these large teen gatherings that are turning violent in Chicago, what he gets upset about is not the violence, not the crime, not the criminal activity, but that people are starting to label these large teen violent gatherings as a mob. Let me read this to you. Oh, this is by Zach Jewell, and it was published August 3rd, 2023. Oh, that's today. It was published earlier today, ladies and gentlemen. So I just happen to be on the cutting edge of what's going on in our world. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing it right here. This article says, Large groups of teenagers have gathered in the streets of Chicago multiple times over the summer for coordinated teen takeovers that often turn violent. But leftist Mayor Brandon Johnson is concerned about people calling the group a mob. So here in the Daily Wire, they point out this mayor... Uh, Brandon Johnson is a leftist. That that's that's code for a Democrat, left leaner, uh, Democrat, and um, he's not upset about the teen takeovers that are turning violent. He's upset that people are calling them that those groups, those teen takeovers, a mob. But ladies and gentlemen, this actually I don't know if you could say it gets better. If you're looking at it from a comedic standpoint, it gets better. If you're looking at it in, say, just a real world, you're a concerned citizen kind of way, it gets worse because of Mayor Brandon Johnson of Chicago. So let me go on. It says, Johnson, who was elected earlier this year... <laughs> now keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. This dude was, was elected by the people of Chicago to represent them. And this is the great job he's doing for the people of Chicago. So those of you in Chicago, dude, what's wrong with you? How could you vote for this knucklehead? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I apologize. I apologize for calling him a knucklehead prematurely. I haven't finished the article. When I'm done, I'll probably call him a knucklehead or worse. Anyways, Johnson, who was elected earlier this year, bragged about his unique approach to reaching Chicago's youth as the city faces a wave of issues resulting from teenage crowds hitting the streets after another teen Takeover last weekend, Chicago police arrested 40 youths who were fighting and looting a convenience store, the Chicago Tribune reported. So the Chicago police arrested 40 youths, that means teenagers, I'm assuming, who were fighting and looting a convenience store. The Chicago Tribune reported at a news conference Wednesday, Johnson said he ordered the arrests he ordered the arrests and was proud of the officers. Listen to this. So Johnson ordered the arrest and was proud of the officers' sensitivity and patience when dealing with the teens. Sensitivity and patience dealing with the teens. So 40 arrests because of fighting and looting. All right, fighting and looting led to 40 arrests and this mayor was proud of the police department and their officers for showing sensitivity and patience with these unruly youths in Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen of Chicago, how in God's name 
why, why in God's name would you elect such a pansy that there's this violent mob and they're fighting and they're looting. The police have to go in there, arrest 40 people. And all this doofus could focus on was the sensitivity. Am I saying that um, sugary enough for all you? The sensitivity and the patience that these police officers showed to these violent criminals out on the street. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? That movie Barbie just came out. And I, I don't know. I think some of these people, like the mayor of Chicago, was actually living in Barbie land long before the movie was put out. I don't know. I didn't see the movie. Don't plan on seeing it. But I just might go see it now to see if the mayor of Chicago is actually in this movie somewhere. He had to have like a surprise cameo. Something. Something. Anyways, let me go on. Goes on to say, police attempted to engage with our young people, with community partners, giving as much warning as they possibly could, Johnson said. That's a unique approach. You know, many people expect us to treat people um, undignified. My administration is different, Johnson said. Unfortunately, arrests were made. So he calls these 40 arrests of violent um, young people unfortunate. <sighs> yes, this is Barbie land. It has to be Barbie land. Anyway, so... Unfortunate arrests were made. Unfortunately, some unfortunately some damage was caused and the level of sensitivity and patience that our officers expressed. I'm appreciative of that. That is constitutional. That is a system of care. Ladies and gentlemen, they showed a picture of the mayor of Chicago. And I swear to you, his, his leftist mayor, Brandon Johnson, I swear to you, he's got a little uh, goatee, little beard, little hair on his chin and under his nose, over his lip. I swear to you, he looks like a man. He looks like a man. But this transgender nonsense has got out of hand because it, uh, uh, clearly this guy is not thinking, you know, with any brain cells saturated in testosterone on any level. He's more concerned with these criminals to be treated with sensitivity and patience. Anyways, let me, let me go on. And then he calls that constitutional. What a doofus. Anyways, it's a system of care, ladies and gentlemen. It's a system of care. Johnson then complained. <laughs> now listen to this. Johnson then complained that the rowdy teenagers were referred to as a mob. This is where it gets funny, ladies and gentlemen. That's not appropriate. We're not talking about mob actions, Johnson said. We have to be careful when we use language to describe certain behavior. There's a history in this city, and I mean to refer to children as like baby Al Capones is not appropriate. When I read that, ladies and gentlemen, I, I had to do a double take. I went, uh, huh? Uh, baby Al Capones? Who, who's, who's calling them baby Al Capones? And then it, it dawned on me. Some people were calling them this group, this these teenage takeovers, these group of violent thugs, a mob. Now, <laughs> I, I looked it up just to make sure, just to make sure that I wasn't going crazy, um, because I do understand that the word mob can make reference to the mafia, which apparently this dude, <laughs> Chicago, your brilliant mayor, <laughs> actually thought. That when somebody referred to these teenage takeovers, these groups of violent teenagers as a mob, he thought that people were labeling them like uh, mobsters with the mafia. And that he goes on to call it like, you know, we can't refer to children as baby Al Capone. It's not appropriate. 
Does this guy sound like a pansy? I mean, honestly, does he sound like a big sissy? I'm telling you, he does. He does look like a man. He does look like a man, but he's certainly not acting like one. Okay, so I looked up the word mob just to make sure, because I do understand that mob has reference to mafia. But the first definition and the strongest definition of mob, a large and disorderly crowd of people. That's what mob means. That's the number one meaning. That's the underlying root meaning of the word mob. A large and disorderly crowd of people. So when people were calling these these uh, these groups of uh, um, rowdy teenagers that were looting stores and fighting one another, when they referred to them as mob, I don't think they had mafia in mind. I think they were, you know, the unruly group, large group of people was what they were referring to. So anyways, um, Mayor of, of Chicago, if you do listen to this, please do yourself and do us all a favor. Go get a dictionary and just look these words up before you say something that makes you look, mm, you know, uh, or sound, I should say, not as smart as maybe you look. I, anyways, let me, let me go on with this because I'm just going <sighs> to... Anyways, let me get back to this article. Teenagers have gathered on numerous occasions in the city over the spring and summer, looting stores and jumping on parked cars. The gatherings are mostly orchestrated over social media. Let me read that to you again because, well, let me read it to you again and give you my commentary. Teenagers have gathered on numerous occasions in the city over the spring and summer, looting stores and jumping on parked cars. The gatherings are mostly orchestrated over social media. So you have these large groups of teenagers that are looting stores and jumping on parked cars. And earlier in this same article, they are fighting with one another. So they're fighting, looting stores, and jumping on parked cars. Now, I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but if anybody say over 20 pounds, jumps on a parked car, those parked cars get really damaged. So they're out there destroying property, looting stores, and fighting. And this mayor gets upset that somebody referred to this mob <laughs> as a mob. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't even understand this. You know, what's going on in his mind when he said that or when he thought that. And, and I don't know. Did he have a safe space that he went and sucked his thumb and cried in the corner after my, my, my teenagers in Chicago are being referred to as a mob just because they're fighting with one another and looting stores and tearing up the town and causing property damage. <laughs> they shouldn't be called a mob. Oh, go please go out there and protect the mob. I mean, the teenagers. <laughs> but be sensitive and patient with them i mean i <laughs> i'm just i don't even understand this from a man's point of view just from just being a red-blooded american male i don't understand this whatsoever whatsoever anyways let me just finish this this wasn't a long article <laughs> it says in june hundreds of teens shut down now in june hundreds of teens shut down a main street in the lakeview neighborhood for six hours according to the chicago sun times one resident told wgn I, I guess that's a radio station in the chicago area that she called 911 or 911 but was told there was nothing they could do they were so overwhelmed at the moment 
that there were just way too many calls coming in, the woman said. Police who initially arrived on the scene were vastly outnumbered by the teens. The group started with a few dozen, but eventually grew to more than 300 as word spread through social media. It's terrifying, said Grace Rowan, telling WGN that she also heard gunshots during the teen takeover. It's been very chaotic, and as somebody who's lived in the lake view for the past three years, it's very scary to see things or how things have changed over time. So only three years. She's only lived there for three years. And in three years, things have really changed poorly, negatively in just those three years. And now she's scared. So here's this, <laughs> this <laughs> what appears to be a man, this mayor, Brandon Johnson of Chicago, mayor of Chicago, upset that people actually call these groups of teenagers a mob, even though the groups of teenagers are fighting with one another, looting stores, destroying parked cars, and possibly, according to one uh, uh, citizen that lives in that area, um, shooting guns. Now, maybe they're just shooting them in the air. You know, maybe they're shooting them at each other. Nobody knows. So that's, you know, nobody, that's not confirmed. But we do know that they're at least fighting with one another, they're looting stores, and they're destroying property. And this mayor, he thanks and praises the police department of Chicago for being um, sensitive and patient with these young people, even though 40 of them had to be arrested. And this was after, at least in June, upwards of 300 young people were at this intersection, shutting down the entire intersection, which would keep the flow of traffic and that part of the city coming to a grinding halt. And that was upwards of six hours and nobody could do about it. Or they said, the police said they couldn't do anything about it. They were outnumbered by this group. Now, granted, 300 to, I don't know how big the Chicago Police Department is, but yeah, you know, the numbers wouldn't be an issue if they weren't ordered to be so sensitive. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm a father, and, and um, I didn't ever have to really spank my kids a lot growing up. Really one good whipping, and they, um, they understood I meant business, so they better listen to me. And that's most kids, you know, most kids um, live like that because they just understand, ooh, wait, you know, dad's talking, listen, do what he says, or we suffer the consequences, and that's a hand across the butt. So this guy is praising, apparently, I don't know what world this guy lives in or has grown up in and lived in. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just looking at his, this picture and just, it's not even his picture. It has nothing to do with what he looks like, but what he sounds like. Um I don't think this guy had any real strong role male role models in his life, but he certainly had some female role models in his life. It's it's just apparent. It's showing. It's all over him. He can't help. He opens his mouth and it just spills out. This is what's happening, ladies and gentlemen, all over the place. And this is one of the guys where they, you know, wanted to defund the police. So now the police, there's not as many cops out on the street and the ones that are out there don't have the funds or the resources needed or the ability to just go out and do their job. They're being told to be sensitive and patient with criminals when they should be out there with pepper spray and nightsticks teaching these young kids some lessons in life. You know, you mess up, you loot, you fight, you do all this crazy stuff and we'll beat you down. You want to act crazy? Well, we can act crazy too. And it's not so much to, yeah, I mean, it's going to harm them in the moment. They're going to feel the pain of it. 
but it's to teach them a lesson that you can't act this way in the real world. And who's at the, at the um, heart of all this stupidity? Well, the mayor himself, the, the mayor of Chicago himself, left-leaner, Democrat, leftist mayor, Brandon Johnson of Chicago. He's getting his panties in a bunch because somebody called the, the mob a mob. <laughs> I don't even understand this. Anyways, so what has defunded the police led to in Chicago? Well, these teen takeovers that are violent, uh, destructive, uh, they loot, they steal. It's a criminal activity and it's creating more criminal activity and more criminals when they should be putting more cops out on the street and stopping them and saying, listen, you do your job, keep it within the realm of the law, but I don't care if you're sensitive and I don't care if you're patient. Stop this now. That's what our police should be told. Anyway, he's knucklehead. So there's another article that I want to read to you, ladies and gentlemen, and um, this is entitled, well, let me get it back there, Portland doctor bloodied by metal bottle in unprovoked attack slams city for defunding the police. And this one again was uh, published. This article was published today, August 3rd, 2023 in the Daily Wire. And the writer is, um, I, I think I'm looking at this right, Malreed Elordi. Malreed Elordi. Hopefully I pronounced that person's name right. If I didn't, I apologize. The article says a Portland doctor who was bloodied and struck unconscious with a metal bottle in an unprovoked attack on Fridays holding the city responsible, calling out the city's leftist leaders for defunding the police. Mary Constantino, uh, an interventional radiologist, left a bar downtown around 10.30 p.m. with a friend when an attacker walked towards the two and chucked an aluminum bottle at her, striking her face and knocking her unconscious. She was left with a black eye and a bloodied face, including a cut on her nose and a busted lip, according to photos taken shortly after the attack, which show the doctor looking dazed as she sits on the sidewalk next to a pool of blood. The attack was captured on surveillance footage, which shows a hooded white man with a backpack and the aluminum water bottle <clears throat> crossing the street to chuck the bottle at Constantino, who crumbles to the ground when she is hit. Her male companion stumbles when the bottle is thrown and starts to walk towards the attacker, who runs away. Constantino said her friend saved her from being attacked again. He said that the perpetrator was still coming towards me, she said. And he turned around and really aggressively yelled at him, and the guy ran away. Constantino said she believed she was going to die as she bled on the sidewalk. I thought we were still being sort of attacked some way, and so I managed to call 911. I was very calm, but I was also very sure I was going to die, she told Fox News. In my head, I was like, I'm going to try and just verbalize a report of what was happening so there's some record of how I died. The attack happened in downtown Portland near Southwest 17th Avenue and Southwest Yam Hill Street. Constantino said she had to wait more than 20 minutes for police to arrive, but she emphasized that the police were not to blame for the delay. I do not hold the police accountable for this at all. I hold our city accountable for defunding the police, she said. We don't have enough police force to protect our citizens. And we did this to ourselves. If we don't have police officers to come to the side of somebody who is under attack, then we're all on our own, Constantino said. 
She said that she has 100% changed how she votes after seeing Portland become less and less safe. Ladies and gentlemen, Constantino, this doctor in Portland, Oregon, um, did the right thing in this sense. She said that she has 100% changed how she votes after seeing Portland become less and less safe. So my assumption is that she's going to no longer vote for the left-leaning Democrats that made all this defund the police possible with fewer officers out on the street patrolling and fighting crime that's led her to a face full of metal bottle, fat lip, black eye, knocked out, and uh, feeling this overwhelming sense of hopelessness because of it. And how? what's her first step to making a change in her city? Stop voting for the idiots that are in there and those people that are like them. Vote for people that say, no, we're going to refund the police and we're going to put more officers out there so that you will be safer. Boy. This article goes on to say, in 2020, amid violent protests against police, Portland's city council voted to slash the police department budget by 15 million. By 15 million. The city has gradually attempted to reinstate funding, but with little results. So they cut it by 15 million. Crime goes crazy in Portland. And now they're slowly trying to, oh, oh, we, maybe we made a mistake. Let's put a little bit more money in there. And with little results. Why? Because they've already opened Pandora's box. They already opened that can of worms. Afterward, Portland's police department started hemorrhaging officers. The city has hired more police in September when the city was short 100 cops but the police department is still down about 80 officers 80 officers 80 fewer officers the portland police bureau confirmed the violent incident with a spokesman saying the attack appears to be unprovoked and brutal according to the security camera footage the spokesman said officers were dispatched at 10:55 p.m about 20 minutes after constantino says the attack happened and they arrived on the scene eight minutes later but by then, Constantino had already given up and started going home. Our goal is to always help as much as we can, as quickly as we can. But with our staffing being at historic lows, this has become a challenge for us, Lieutenant Nathan Shepard told Fox News. Our officers join the police office or police bureau to help people. And when they are unable, it takes a toll, he said. We're continuing to hire, so there's definitely hope and things will get better. Shepard also said that at the time of Constantino's call, there were zero officers free to respond because all of their officers were busy with other calls because there's so few of them, ladies and gentlemen. Police were actively working on 26 other calls across Portland and 52 calls were holding, he said. So this is what happens when you defund the police. Crime just goes haywire. Criminals come out of the woodworks and they do what criminals do. They commit crime. And in this case, leaving a woman busted up in her face after a violent uh, crime occurred with this dude throwing a bottle, this coward throwing a bottle right in her face, a metal bottle. And the police were saying, I'm sorry, we did our best to get there in time to help you, but we were all busy. We were all on other calls because of defund the police. Why is there defund the police in Portland? Because it's run by a bunch of idiots who are left-leaning Democrats. Do you see, ladies and gentlemen, why I continued to 
to, to just hammer the Democrat Party. You can say what you want about Republicans, but you, but they're not pushing this whole narrative to, of defund the police. As a matter of fact, we have, uh, I mean, we even have more, but this is just absolutely rid- ridiculous on so many different levels. It just blows my mind. Now, I have another article. I have another article, and it's titled, and this, this is actually from... Was it Fox News? I didn't even know I was on Fox News. But anyways, Fox News. It says, just one year after defund the police cuts, Portland, now back to Portland, Portland mayor calls for big budget increase. Now, uh, uh, Portland Mayor Wheeler wants to increase the police bureau staffing numbers by 300 officers. He wants 300 officers. He wants to increase numbers by. So he wants 300 new police officers out on the street. So he's asking for budget increases. What's interesting about this, oh, and this was written by Emma Colton, Fox News, and this was published, when was this published? I know there was a day. Oh, there it is. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. This goes all the way back to November 4th of 2021, all right? Almost two years, about a year and a half ago, a little more than a year and a half ago. Now, I I wasn't going to read this when I saw that, but I went, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to read this because apparently the problems in Portland are not taken care of. Almost a year and a half ago, you know, more than that, they actually defunded the police. A lot of the police just left because it's like, we're not being supported. We can't do our job. We don't have the funds. I'm just going to retire. And and the number of officers out on the street dropped significantly because of defund the police. Crime is going out the window in Portland, Oregon. It's at such a high, you know, uh, uh, crime has risen so much in Portland, Oregon. It's crazy. And then we have the story of this doctor that just got beat down with a, a metal bottle by just some thug, some criminal out on the street. He, he just doesn't feel like, you know, it's like, um, what? Nobody's going to do anything to me. The police will, you know, take forever to even get here. And by that time, I'm gone. Okay. He's just a thug. And this doctor is is berating and coming against and, and slamming the city because it's really their fault. And especially the mayor and the city council. But this goes, again, this goes, you find this track of stupidity in Portland as far as the mayor and the city council and such. Going all the way back, and this even, it goes before 2021, but we see this article coming out of November of 2021, just one year after defund the police cuts. Portland mayor calls for a big budget increase. That's how it starts. Let me get into this article. A year after Portland cuts funds to its police department amid defund the police protests, Mayor Ted Wheeler, another left leaner, by the way, and I looked him up real quick because... Although I've heard the name, I didn't know much about him, but it turns out that at one point he was a Republican, I believe up until about 2001, and then he switched over to the Democrat Party. So I don't know what happened with him in 2000 or 2001 that caused him to want to switch parties like that, but apparently uh, uh, maybe he had an accident. Um, I don't know, maybe the drugs, the alcohol, something got to him, some brain damage, so he switched from Republican to Democrat. It's the only thing I can think of. I'm, I, I'm just my hypothesis. So, you know, I don't know what happened, Mr. Uh, Ted Wheeler, but um, I'm sorry for, for you, your apparent mental breakdown or your brain damage, whatever happened. But anyways, Mayor Ted Wheeler announced Wednesday he is seeking more than $5 million, uh, this fall for police investments, including hiring more officers and buying body-worn cameras. So again, this is a year, almost a year and a half ago. November 4th, 2021, uh, Mayor Ted Wheeler of Portland, Oregon, 
is wanting five million extra, okay, to hire more police. But he was responsible for having fewer police to begin with, with the defund the police nonsense. Why would anybody trust this man with 50 cents? Why would anybody vote for him? Why would anybody put him in office? You know, especially after that, you know, terribly succumbing to mental and emotional damage that he switched from Republican to Democrat. That should have told you right there, this guy's got some serious issues. Sorry, Teddy. Sorry. Anyways, let me go on. Many Portlanders no longer feel safe in their city, Wheeler said during a news conference Wednesday. Business owners have closed up shop for fear of doing business in high-risk areas. Commuters fear for their safety. Whether taking public transportation or going by foot, parents are scared to let their children play outside. Portland has seen its most violent year with a record number of 72 homicides, surpassing its previous full year record of 66 in 1987. So in 1987, Portland saw 66 homicides, murders, and it says uh, they just came through, so that would have been prior to the writing of this, 2021, November 2021, 72 homicides. So it's increasing. Nationally, homicides increased by nearly 30% from 2019 to 2020 based on FBI data. Why? Because of the defund police movement all across this nation, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, in Portland, deadly violence increased at a faster rate than nearly all major cities with an 83% increase in homicides in 2020. I could tell you why. Because number one, they did the defund police, okay, with these left-leaning Democrats. Defund the police. Trying to convince everybody else that this is a good move. People will be safer. You'll feel safer. But it's a city filled with Democrats. Portland, Oregon is very blue, very left-leaning, very liberal. So Democrats defund the police in an area full of Democrats, and it's the Democrats that are the most violent and foolish and wicked among us. I know they keep trying to paint the right-wing extremists in the liberal or the Republican Party as the evil, wicked ones that are violent, but it isn't. It's the Democrat. It's the Democrats, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Democrats. Every time there's a school shooting or some type of mass shooting, they immediately blame the NRA, the National Rifle Association. And people that are members of the National Rifle Association predominantly are conservatives. I'm not saying only, but predominantly it's a conservative organization that stands up for the rights to own, you know, our, our Second Amendment rights, the right to own firearm. Okay, there's not a lot of liberals in there. I'm not saying there isn't any. I'm just saying not a lot. So when... There's a mass shooting, whether it be at the school or a church or in a mall or something of that nature, and they automatically start blaming the NRA and they start blaming conservatives. These right-wing conservatives, members of the NRA, are causing all of these problems. But then when you do the research and you get right down to it, most all of them, I'm not going to say all of them, but most all of them are left-leaning Democrat liberals who support this kind of nonsense like defund the police. Anyways... You can do your own research on that, ladies and gentlemen. But mark my words, the uh, Democrat Party is not only wicked and evil, they're very dangerous. Hence, the reason why we have the Second Amendment and we all should own a firearm to defend ourselves against the Democrats and their leftist liberal followers. Let me finish this. It says, starting in the fiscal year 2023, Wheeler said he wants to increase the police bureau's staffing numbers by 300 officers, 200 sworn officers, and 100 unarmed public safety specialists 
over the next three years. So he wants 200 um, sworn in officers. That means armed officers on the streets and then 100 unarmed public safety specialists. Ladies and gentlemen, what on God's green earth? What kind of moron and idiot? This just shows just how stupid Mr. Wheeler is. Oh, I'm sorry. I should be more sensitive and patient when dealing with Mr. Wheeler because apparently it's clear he has some type of emotional or mental damage that's causing him to think and do these things. So Mr. Wheeler, I want to apologize. But Teddy, <clears throat> Mr. Teddy Wheeler, it's not wise. It's not smart. And may I? It's just flat stupid to put unarmed, so-called public safety anybody, let alone specialists, out on the streets in the attempt to do the jobs of armed police officers. Yes, I agree. You should increase the force by 300 officers. Every one of them should be armed. Every one of them should be armed and trained. Ugh. Why do I say that, ladies and gentlemen? How many times have you heard, and, and do, do, maybe you haven't heard this, but do some research. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to figure this out. One of the calls that most police officers just cannot stand is domestic um, domestic calls. Could be domestic, you know, you can call it domestic violent, a domestic incident where husband and wife are arguing or whatever. They hate those calls. Why? Because they usually are not called to haul anybody away. That's not what the person who calls wants from them. They just want the officer to step in and scare the other person so they stop arguing, yelling, screaming, hitting, whatever they're doing. But the moment an officer sees that, yes, somebody was violent, say a husband is smacking his wife around and they step in, um, man, what happened? Well, he hit me. As soon as they are here, he hit me. Now they're obligated to go arrest that guy. Most of the time, it's a waste of time because the woman won't press charges and they, they're released, okay? But often, what also happens is, they go, okay, she said he beat her. We have to arrest him. And as they're putting on the cuffs, wife flips a gasket and starts beating up on the cops. Or worse, pulling out, knives, pulling out guns, whatever. It's crazy. So in a situation like this where they say, well, it's not a violent thing. So let's send out one of these public safety specialists. It can turn violent at the flip of a switch. Why? Because that often happens with people that are in that mindset. You need somebody that's armed and trained and you don't just want one, you want several just in case things go sideways, which they often do. So the mere idea or the fact that this Teddy Wheeler says, let's put out a hundred unarmed public safety specialists makes him grade A moron of the year. And every other city, like the mayor of, of Chicago, I don't know, maybe these guys went to the same college or something? Were they roommates or something? Anyways, let me go on. He says, to attract more officers to the force, Wheeler is proposing $25,000 signing bonuses to the first 50 officers or public safety specialists. He's also supporting hiring back 25 retired police officers. Our police bureau staffing levels <clears throat> are at a record low. And based on projected retirement, staffing levels will continue to decrease unless we take decisive action now, Wheeler said. <clears throat> Since August 2020, about 200 officers have left the department. Many in their exit interviews cited low morale, lack of support from city officials, and burnout from months of racial justice protests, which often ended in plumes of tear gas before largely dying down last fall. 
Currently, the Portland Police Department is around 130 officers below its authorized strength. As Portland has reached more than a thousand shootings this year, listen, a thousand shootings in one year, ladies and gentlemen. Who in their oh. Again, I'm going to ask this stupid question. Who in their right mind would do a defund the police campaign when there's a thousand shootings in a year? Okay, well, the answer is clear. No one in their right mind would want that. So that's why I say it's clear that that Mayor Ted Wheeler of Portland, Oregon is not firing on all eight cylinders. The elevator don't quite go to the top. The, he's, uh, you know, a beer short of a six pack. I'm trying to use all the all the descriptions so some you know everybody gets what i'm trying to say um anyways thousand shootings this year some residents bystanders injured by gunfire and city leaders say the police are struggling to keep the city safe portland also saw repeated riots in the summer of 2020 following the death of george floyd in minneapolis by the way minneapolis is on the other side of the nation i mean thousands of miles away but they're tearing up the city of portland i think about that for just a moment about the overall mindset of the people in Portland, Oregon. Anyway, uh, Portland, again, I'll, I'll read that again, also saw riots in the summer of 2020 following the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis while he was in police custody, which reignited calls to defund the police and led to national protest. Nationally, there, are, there was 45% increase in the retirement rate and nearly 20% increase in resignations from officers in 2020 and 2021 compared to previous year, according to June survey from the Police Executive Research Forum. Smaller police departments across the country have suffered with staffing issues in the past year after longer, larger cities such as New York City, Seattle, and Los Angeles cut funds to police departments. The staffing shortages are currently being complicated by vaccine mandates implemented in cities which have caused some officers to leave their positions or be fired for not complying. That also was another big fiasco. And thank God that nonsense is over. But again, this was this was published November 4th, 2021. And ladies and gentlemen, things have not gotten better. They've gotten worse. Oh, the COVID nonsense is over for the most part. There's still some people out there like LA County Board of Supervisors, knuckleheads, um, trying to push the vaccines, even though it's been proven that people are dying from the vaccines more than people died from COVID. But nonetheless, people, the, the, the crime rates are still very high. These, these uh, cities are still run by these left-leaning Democrats that don't care about police officers, don't care about the citizens, don't care about the crime, except when it makes them look bad, okay? And it's really starting them to make, make them look bad. So people like Ted Wheeler, at least, you know, his three brain cells, he's using them now going, oh, maybe we should raise $5,000 and put more cops out on the street. What do you think, mommy? Anyway, let me go on. It says Wheeler's uh, announcement comes after defund the police candidates lost in elections across the country this week. Seattle and New York City both had mayoral elections on Tuesday with Seattle showing a strong lead for pro-police candidate Bruce Harrell and New York city uh, electing Democrat and former police captain Eric Adams, while voters in Minneapolis rejected a proposal amendment to the city's charter that would have replaced the Minneapolis Police Department with the Department of Public Safety. Like, really? Get rid of the police department, but we'll have a public safety department. 
And what is that public safety department supposed to do if there's no officers, armed officers, trained armed officers to keep the peace? I'm telling you, and, and again, Minneapolis is a very left-leaning, Democrat-controlled city. Are you, ladies and gentlemen, are you starting to really see what I'm saying about the Democrats and how wicked and evil they are? It, it, it's mind-boggling to me. It really is mind-boggling to me how anybody could vote for them. Now, the last thing I want to talk to you about, and for those of you who live in the Antelope Valley area or the surrounding areas, Palmdale, Lancaster, uh, and the surrounding areas, this, this has something to do directly with you. Ladies and gentlemen that don't live in this area, please listen, because this still has a lot to do with you. Because again, the principles. I'm going to tell you about a, a group that's, uh, that has formed here in the Antelope Valley. And um, these types of groups are springing up all over our country, especially in Democrat-controlled cities and Democrat-controlled areas. And the name of this group, I'm looking at their website right now, and it's called Cancel the Contract. Okay, Cancel the Contract. And I'm on their opening page. It's honestly, I'll be honest, ladies and gentlemen, just looking at their, their webpage, it's very difficult to take them serious. But it's cancel the contract, Antelope Valley. And again, that's the Palmdale, Lancaster area and the surrounding areas of Palmdale and Lancaster. And it says, um, support, it, it opens up with this, support our complaint against the AVUHSD. That's the Antelope Valley Union High School District. Okay, so they're against the, the high school, the people who run the high schools out here. And it says Antelope Valley Union High School District has failed to account for nearly $7 million in funds earmarked for low-income students, uh, English language learners, and foster youth. Okay, that's what it starts out with. You're like, okay, that's a good thing. Let's, let's keep them accountable. But there's more, ladies and gentlemen. It says, here's our action plan. This is the big big bold letters. Here's our action plan. It says, first, we come together to cancel the Antelope Valley Union High School District and citywide contracts with the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department in Palmdale and Lancaster. So their first plan of action is to get rid of our local police departments, the Sheriff's Department, especially in the high schools, because they have little substations. They have officers actually in the high schools to keep the peace in the high schools. Okay. So they want them out of all the high schools in the Antelope Valley, and they want them out of the city completely. So we would have the whole, what we call Antelope Valley, all of Palmdale, all of Lancaster, all the high schools, the streets, the neighborhoods, everything, with no police present if they get what they want. Cancel the contract. So, so first they do that. Then we create a new vision of public safety with the millions of dollars of taxpayer money no longer going to a violent police force. We reinvest our dollars into schools without police officers and full of trained counselor, 911 operators dispatching unarmed mental health experts and addressing the backlog for public housing repairs and so much more. Now, we just need your support. So again, let me, let me, let me read through this because that's what they want. They want to get rid of the, the sheriffs completely. Sheriff's department, every deputy, no police presence in our city whatsoever. That's what they're after. Instead of police, armed, trained, police force, sheriff deputies, they want, um, they want to reinvest the dollars into schools without police officers, and they want to put trained counselors in those schools. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I know it's been a little while since I've been to school, but I do know this. There's actually more trained 
counselors in our high schools today than there was when I went to school. I'll tell you something. I went to school, of course, three years. Um, that's 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. I went to high school those three years, graduated, and not once, not once did I ever go in and talk to my counselor. Not once, okay? Uh, well, things are different. Yeah, things are different. You guys are getting too wishy-washy. You got people like uh, the the mayor of Chicago that looks like a man but speaks like a little baby girl. And now this is the same exact thing. Let's get all the police officers out of the street because they're so scary. They got guns and they're scary. One guy had a mean-looking dog. <laughs> Let's get rid of them now. <laughs> Give me a break. Bunch of anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my frustration for later. Anyways, so they want more 911 operators uh, that won't go to the police because the police are gone. All right. They won't go to the sheriff's department. The sheriff's department is gone if they get their way, but they want more operators. Okay. And and they want those 911 operators to dispatch unarmed mental health experts so here's the problem that i have with this okay number one this is number one aimed at our high school those are our kids all right but also at the city as a whole so what they're basically saying is we have high schools full of crazy people that need these um trained unarmed mental health experts to come to the rescue okay and not only are they in the high school, but we have a bunch of mentally ill people running around our streets everywhere. And so the 911 operators are supposed to dispatch unarmed mental health experts to help with all the, the crazies in our city. Um, there's a problem with that. There's a reason why there's a mental health problem, not only in our schools, but in our culture and society. A large part of it, not only, but a large part of it has to do with a different type of um, addictions, drugs, alcohol, things of that nature. And homelessness, that's a huge one, especially out here. And often when dealing with people that are high, um, uh, on, uh, you know, drunk, alcohol, uh, homeless with already mental health issues that they're dealing with, again, things go violent. I've seen it myself. We've had people here murdered, murdered by uh, homeless people struggling with their mental health, with mental health issues. And they'll just stab somebody in a parking lot or attack somebody in a parking lot. Now, what is going to happen when an unarmed mental health expert shows up in the middle of, say, that situation? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? They're going to add to the problem. They're going to fuel the fire. They'll make things worse. And this says, they go on to say, of course, I know I already read this, but they want to address the backlog for public housing repairs. Public housing repairs. What does that have to do with the sheriff's department and our deputies doing their job? But take money from those who defend us and, and, and protect us. Take the money from them and let's go, I don't know, patch somebody's hole in the wall of their home. Put it, uh, you know, patch a roof that might be leaking. I mean, don't get me wrong, those are good things, but do we need to strip the sheriff's department to fix somebody's roof? And how is that going to stop the drug addict, the guy loaded, the guy wasted, the guy on uh, with mental health issues from attacking somebody in a parking lot? It doesn't even make sense, ladies and gentlemen. You see, this is what I'm talking about. The left-leaning Democrats that are part of this whole defund the police, they have some... They're, 
The reason they don't want any police around is because they're the mentally ill. They don't want to be stopped in their little fantasy world. This is this is ridiculous, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm not going to read everything on, on this website. I, I want to, and maybe I'll do a whole podcast on it and just focus on the words on their website. But for this episode, I just want to wrap it up with this. So it says this. Here's our demands. And again, big, bold letters. Cancel all Antelope Valley District. A school district contracts with LA County Sheriff's Department. <clears throat> Comply with the 2015 AV settlement agreement and open an investigation into the historical and ongoing law enforcement violence and white supremacist activities in the Antelope Valley. <laughs> I don't understand that one, to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to read it again to you. Maybe you understand it and you can um, educate me. Comply with the 2015 AV settlement agreement. And, so I guess that's one thing, and open an investigation into the historical and ongoing law enforcement violence and white supremacist activities in the Antelope Valley. Now, the way it's written, it looks like they want to, like here's our demand, comply with this 2015 AV settlement agreement and... Also, then open an investigation into the historical ongoing law enforcement violence and then uh, uh, open an investigation into the white supremacist activities in the Antelope Valley. It sounds like it's three different things, but it, but I think they're attempting to lump them into like one big category. Like this is all related as if to say that our sheriff's department, our sheriff's deputies are all white supremacists out here and extremely violent, which is not true, ladies and gentlemen. And the reason I know this is because I know many of our, you know, I'm not going to say all of the people on our force, but I know many uh, sheriff deputies out here. I've met them. I've shook hands with them. I know them well enough. I could pick up the phone and call them. And what's funny about it is most of them are not even white, at least not like me. I mean, and to be a white supremacist, it just goes without saying that you actually need to be white. We have um, black police, or I'm sorry, sheriff's deputies on the force, many Hispanic deputies on the force. As a matter of fact, the uh, sheriff himself, the the old sheriff that was just, uh, you know, uh, retired now, Alex Villanueva, Latino. He was replaced by Sheriff Luna, Latino. So how they're trying to mix the Sheriff's Department and white supremacy together in this statement is really, again, it's odd and it's strange, but you shouldn't be surprised, ladies and gentlemen. This is what Democrats do. They confuse the whole situation with their nonsense. If you don't know what I mean, just listen to uh, President Biden give a speech or Kamala Harris with her, as they call it, word salad. They're all over the place. And you walk away dumber after listening to them. And I'm reading this and I can almost feel my my um, IQ points dropping as I'm reading this. But the reality of it is, thank God that I have such a high IQ that I can stand to lose a few points and still be at the top of my game. <laughs> Anyways, here's the next one. So here's their demands. Number three, hold sheriff deputies accounter, accountable who murder and harass community members. And it says, hashtag, say their names, AV. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, when, and this goes for any police officer, LAPD, uh, LA County Sheriff's Department, and New York Sheriff's Department. If an officer murders somebody, especially on duty, especially now with the body cam, they are disciplined. And some of them um, 
often end up in prison themselves. So what this, you know, hold sheriff deputies accountable who murder and harass community members. But again, this is so silly. Let me tell you why. Because if they get their way, there won't be any sheriff's deputies out there to do any of these things. We won't have any sheriff's deputies. So this is, again, this is ridiculous. It's going around in circles and confusing the situation and confusing people with nonsense. Holding sheriff's deputies accountable who murder and harass community members. They are. But then it says, hashtag say their names AV. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you may not realize this. You may not realize this. You may not know this, but I'm about to educate you on something because that's what I do. This is now what I do. You're going to really hear the brilliance Okay, I'm just having fun with it. Say their names. I don't know if you realize this, but that is witchcraft. Yes, that, ladies and gentlemen, that's witchcraft. You see, because in witchcraft, certain um, realms of witchcraft or certain, if you will, sects, groups, whatever you want to call it, ideas, ideology of witchcraft, say their name. Because what when you constantly say the uh, uh, somebody's name, and in witchcraft, it could be a, a person, but it could also be a demon entity. Uh, but when you say their name, what you're doing is you're con- you're supposedly conjuring the spirit and gaining the power of that spirit. So if you're saying, say their names, that comes from witchcraft. And I don't even think the people that put this together even realized this. But and it came out of that whole BLM, Black Lives Matter movement, you know, and, and I know there was other parts to it. But that's when it really kind of came up that I saw it. And I said, man, that's witchcraft. Say their names. And so when you say somebody's name over and over and over again, especially somebody that's passed on, supposedly you start gleaning the power or their spirit, uh, the spirit of that person. And it empowers you and it emboldens you and empowers you. And you feel what they feel and you have what they, but it's witchcraft. You're basically conjuring up a demon. It's witchcraft. And I know that might sound strange, but I'm, I'm telling you, that's what this is. So what is this group telling us to do? Engage in witchcraft. It, in the weirdest of way, too. Anyways, number four. Here's our demand. Number four. Cancel the Palmdale-Lancaster contracts with the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. Yeah, that's um, brilliant. Not. And their last demand, demand number five. Here's our demand. Number five. <clears throat> Get this one, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on to your seats. Pay attention. I want you to really ponder this one. Implement a new vision for community safety. That's all it says. Implement a new vision for community safety. So I guess if all of us just sit around and contemplate, maybe meditate, meditate and contemplate this uh, uh, safe community, this new vision for community safety, if we just meditate on that, think about it, ponder it for a little while, we'll have it. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that comes out of, um, that's akin to many pagan religions, including witchcraft. So I don't know who put these things together. I don't know where they got all of this, but somebody somewhere is being moved by a demonic spirit. Oh, 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 I forgot. These are Democrats. These are left-leaners. Of course they are. This this shouldn't come as a surprise to me or anybody else. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not even trying to be funny or anything like that. That's the truth. That is the truth. None of these things, none of these things. They're going to try to claim, oh, these are all biblical. These are good biblical principles for biblical people. And we're good, but good at biblical. No, it's not. No, it is not. Not at all. And what do these things lead to? More crime, more crime. As a matter of fact, here in Palmdale and Lancaster, especially in Lancaster, both sheriff departments 
are hurting because there's not enough deputies, armed deputies, to do the job. And what's going on in Palmdale and Lancaster? Crime is rising. Crime is rising. And what else is happening? Because our officers, our deputies, are not getting the support from their superiors or the community. And anytime they try to do their job, they're reprimanded. They are harassed. They don't want to do their job anymore. So they do the minimum. They do the minimum of their job in such a way that it's not fully effective. And we're all paying for it. And what's the underlying root of all of this? These dimwits cancel the contract unbelievable moving by a demonic witchcraft spirit that thrives in chaos oh yeah that's the democrat party yeah and we're all paying for it so ladies and gentlemen it's happening in chicago it's happening in portland oregon it's happening in new york city it's happening in every major Democrat-run city in the United States of America, including not just the city of Los Angeles, but the entire county of Los Angeles. And who's behind it? Groups such as can Cancel the Contract, at least here in my own backyard, Cancel the Contract Antelope Valley. And they're hammering this stuff. And what's happening? Crime is on the rise and good people are paying the price. Well, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to stand back and be quiet about this. I'm not going to sit on my hands and say or do nothing. I'm rising up and I'm saying refund the police, support your local police department, support your local sheriff's deputies, uh, stand up with them and support them. I was so proud to be part of a group, a large group of, of uh, citizens that came out to a rally last week to support our local sheriff's department in Lancaster. And I was blown away. I expected maybe maybe a quarter of the people that showed up, but lots of people showed up. Um, sheriff Villanueva, our you know retired Sheriff Villanueva, showed up as well. It was a great, great, great rally. And I was so pleased to see the people there supporting our local sheriff's department. It was phenomenal. It was beautiful. But we still have in our city, we still have in our region, people such as this that put out the cancel the contract i mean this is just ridiculous it's embarrassing they're an embarrassment they're an embarrassment to our cities they're an embarrassment to our region they're an embarrassment to the human race say their names say their names they're embarrassing and i for one i'm not going to put up with it anymore you're going to hear me talk about these types of things even more on a local level more and more and more and more because i'm done with it i am done with it and ladies and gentlemen i feel that you are done with it as well defund the police defund the police are people really that stupid wow chippy the chipmunks for president thank you for choosing table flippers podcast to find our merchandise page go to gwcclancaster.org then find the Table Flippers link, click on it, and it'll take you right there. Until next time, have a fantastic day. Say goodbye, Chippy.